0: Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Why does South America and Brazil in particular have so many UFO occurrences? Are they different from UFO incidents elsewhere? Why don't they get more attention?
1: Hello and welcome to the 830th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben and those high-flying questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal adventures and dad as well, Paul. Today we present a new guest on an important southern subject and we welcome your calls today. The number is 401-766-1240. That's from anywhere. And uh, you can email Paul at BehindTheParanormal.com or contact us uh, via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Coming to us
0: via Skype today is Thiago Luiz de Chetty, whose father was a pilot in the Brazilian Air Force. Tiago has been researching the UFO phenomenon for more than 22 years. He is co-editor and columnist for Revista UFO Brazil and columnist for UFO Truth magazine. He has published dozens of articles for Revista UFO and other publications, he is the author of 11 books and has just published his first one in English from Flying Disc Press in the UK, UFO Contacts in Brazil. Tiago is president of the Brazilian Commission of Ufologists. He is the Mutual UFO Network's assistant national director for Brazil, a MUFON field investigator and member of the MUFON STAR team. He lives in Brasilia, the nation's capital. Uh, I have to mention uh, that our guest last week, Thiago, uh, Murray Silva, is he known to you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess uh, his his father-in-law was a general in the Brazilian Air Force and probably uh, commanded your
1: father, so...
2: Maybe, maybe. Yeah. It's a
1: small world. <laughs> Indeed it <Maybe>. is. <laughs> anyway. So, Tiago Luiz Tichetti, welcome to Behind the Paranormal.
2: Thank you, thank you both, and thank you to the audience. It's uh, very
1: pleasure to be here. Hey, well, it's great to have you with us. So, let's start off with some seemingly simple questions. So when it comes to UFOs, uh, how active is Brazil compared to other parts of the world, and why do you think that is?
2: Well, uh, I think that Brazil is a hot spot of UFOs. Uh, here in Brazil, we have all kinds of uh, types of UFO sightings. We have abductions. we have uh, UFO crashes, we have uh, simple sightings, and uh, big questions to why that happened uh I don't know, Uh, Brazil is a very large country, uh, the size of a continent, Mm. you know, we are uh, perhaps 80% of the South American continent. And uh, Brazil has uh, uh, a lot of uh, resources, uh, like uh, natural resources, like uh, animal resources. We have uh, uh, many types of environment in, in, uh, in a single country. We have a, a desert here, a savanna in Brazil, we, we have a jungle, we have a rainforest, and we have a snow in Brazil as well. Uh, not, not everybody knows that, but in some, in some cities in Brazil, we have snow. Well, and I was going the, to say
0: that the, uh, today's forecast here for freezing rain probably will not be much of a bother to you.
1: No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <So>. No. <laughs> well, uh, I live in the, in the center of Brazil, it's very hot. Now we are in a uh, rain season. It's raining every day
0: from oh yes, four,
2: four, four, three or four mountains raining every day, and okay. the rest of the year is a, is a dry the dry uh, weather. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it because the size of Brazil and the, and the, the the type of the, the country the kind of the country with so many resources. I think Brazil is a hot spot of U F O. Well, we uh,
0: here last evening. The History Channel broadcast a new edition of Ancient Aliens, something I don't customarily watch. Ben's mom is a big fan mm. of it, so which I,
1: is surprising.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it is just rather disconcerting to mm. me. Uh, all, almost forty years of marriage, and she's been uh, keeps my feet on the ground with this stuff.
1: I suppose she, you rubbed off on her a little bit.
0: Well, uh, that does tend to happen. <laughs> but it had to do with Chile, and uh, it said that Chile has the most UFO sightings of any country in the world, and it mentioned what you just mentioned chago which is the, the various uh sorts of terrain uh the climate resources etc and i don't before we get on with our regular questions i thought i would um, watch that last night and ask you what your opinion are is uh, of, the, of that of um, that i get well of course chile is not is on the other side of the continent from brazil but what say you on that is it who, who's who's out in front here brazil or chile
2: yeah, uh, uh, Chile has, uh, uh, a, a lot of sightings. It's, it's, it's true. I have import sightings there in, in, in Chile. But, uh, Chile is much smaller. It's smaller than Brazil. Mm. Much bigger than, 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 than Chile. And, uh, I don't think they, they say that, uh, on average, average of, of the size of the country and the number of the sightings. I don't know if we, if we, we, we do this, this math maybe Chile has more more sighting per person than Brazil because of sighting and the the the, the population uh, the size of the population but uh, well many cases that happen in Chile happen in Brazil when we had in, in 1982 uh, a great, UFO wave in, in, in Brazil. We have, we had, uh, two or three months later, uh, a great wave, UFO wave in, in Chile. So perhaps they, they come here and they and then they go to, to Chile, to Uruguay, Argentina, and so, because Brazil, as I said, is very big, very big. Well, they
0: probably don't pay attention to national borders. Uh, Ben, did you have a question before we get on with some of these other?
1: I do, and it, it's, Thiago, you made a really interesting point, which is something I hadn't—I've never really considered before. And the natural resources, Brazil does have it has you know a very, very wide and diverse amount of resources. Have you seen in your research any sort of interest from you know extraterrestrials or, or UFOs or what have you in natural resources themselves?
2: Yeah, uh, in Brazil we have a lot of cases that uh, uh, the UFOs and the aliens beings are are uh, taking uh, samples of our soil and water, and uh, but curiosity, uh, curiosity, we we don't have any case of cattle mutilation here in Brazil.
0: Hmm. Hmm. that's interesting. In Brazil, and there is a yeah. large cattle industry. Uh,
2: Yeah, we we had uh, uh, some kinds of shuar cabras. We had in in the in the early of 2000, Uh, but we never had this cater mutilation. And uh, we have a uh, a lot of cases where the aliens are seen picking uh, soils in in our terrain or water. And we have uh, very very great folklore here in Brazil. That always is linked with strange beings, uh, made of light or rising from the waters of, uh, our rivers and lagoons.
0: Hmm.
2: Hmm. So if we, we move it from the folklore to the UFO research, we can do this, this connection. In my opinion, of course, all the, all the folklore is the, the, the basis of the, fo- the folklore is something that happened, something real, something that, that uh, an unsighted person saw it and created a folklore of it. Mm, okay. And you know, this, all the Brazilian folklore is, is, linking, is linked uh, with, uh, in a UFO sightings in a UFO phenomenon. Okay. So, yeah, we do have many cases where the aliens are interested in our soil and our researches like water. Hmm. We have
0: um, several questions from a very faithful listener of ours uh, up northwest of you in Bogota and he has sent several questions. Ben, you should have talked to your cousin-in-law and brushed up on your Portuguese.
1: Well, (laughs) you see, I know, well, I've it's it's actually kind of kind of funny thiago there's actually a very large Portuguese and Brazilian population um, where I'm currently living and I've worked worked with plenty of people from brazil so it's 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 interesting to kind of to it's it's such a s- interesting place to learn about in the culture and the folklore it's fascinating to me <laughs> anyway so we have questions from our our faithful listener Peter and he asks a couple of them so we'll start with the first one um has any interesting has any new interesting information surfaced regarding the two most spectacular Brazilian UFO cases, the Colares and the Varinga cases.
2: Yeah, the Colares and Varginha case.
1: Varginha. There we go. I yes. <laughs> should have brushed up. And N-H.
2: Well, you, you don't have N-H like we have in Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> uh Well, Colares uh, happened in 1977 in the north of Brazil, the city of Colares, where people were attacked by by UFOs, by uh, ray of light, shooted by UFOs. Uh, officially, uh, one person died because of anemia after being hited uh, by this this beam of light. And uh, in Virginia was a UFO crash, a UFO that crashed in in city of Virginia, in a Minas Gerais state, in a, in a close middle of Brazil and uh, well but we have uh, news in, in collars we don't have much news we are still looking for and still waiting for the Brazilian government uh, release uh, many documents that we we know that they have for example we know that they have more than 25 five hours of uh, 8 millimeter film Made by officials, the, the militaries from, uh, Air Force, Brazilian Air Force, that was sent there to Colares and other cities to investigate these attacks, those attacks. Uh, and they shoot, uh, more than 25 hours of films that uh, we never saw it. Ne- we never watched it. But we know that they exist because, uh, Captain Holanda, that was the, uh, the leader of this, this team, uh, he told us, he told to uh, A.J. Wired and Marco Antonio Pichy in 1990, 1997, when he, he s- exposed all this, this case to the, to the world, and they told that they had this film. Well, we're still look waiting for this. We push it, we press it, uh, the Brazilian government and the Air Force, the Brazilian Air Force to really use this document and these films and reports and photos. It's, we have more than, when we have more than two, 200 uh, photos of UFOs. In my book, I have many of these photos, official photos, but we're still looking for more photos because I think, we think that there's more than 500 photos of UFOs. <clears throat> many of these photos is very, very uh, clear UFO in the sky. Very clear.
0: Now, Chago, uh, may, may I, uh, sorry to interrupt, yeah. the, the, one of the illustrations you sent, uh, which is on our talking points page, and Ben's going to try to bring it up. Uh, is, is that the case? Because there there's a beam of light coming out of a UFO and hitting someone. Is that the case you're, you're talking about now? Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. It's an example of, of, of uh, what happened. So, uh, we're still looking for this uh, Release release of documents and films. Well, about Virginia, Virginia is we have uh, news uh, every month because this case happened in 1996. It's still fresh, okay? Mm-hmm. Just for for you have an idea. Roswell happened in 1947, and only in the 70s uh, that the case became known by everybody. And uh, Virginia happened in 1996, in May third, twenty-five. And then the next day, ufologist was already in the city researching the case. So we had the, the opportunity to talk with witnesses that are still alive, and opposite of Roswell. Many of first-eye uh, first witnesses in Roswell already passed away. So in Virginia we still have uh, witnesses alive, many of them afraid to tell what they saw because they think that they're gonna someone gonna you know, warm him, uh make something bad to them. Yeah. And the, the, the last thing about Virginia was we got uh new testimonies of militaries that participate of the captures of the alien beings. Well, this military is not uh, willing to, to say what they saw. They w- they agreed to record their testimony, his testimony, but they still, still on dirty, so he's not uh, uh, allowed to, to tell his name and, and his rank or show his face. So Virginia is is in continual research Virginia in and I think in 2020 we have a a very good news about Virginia.
0: Okay, <clears throat> for those uh, watching uh, the video feed of this show, uh, we have up on the screen now. Ben has just shown the. Uh, uh, illustration that we were discussing uh, there it is again uh, along with the cover of uh, the latest book by Thiago uh, UFO contacts in Brazil uh, his first book in english published by uh, flying disc press and the publisher <coughs> uh, philip Mantle, good friend of ours will be on the show in two weeks who was mm-hmm. a, he's a ufo ex- experiencer and uh, expert in his own right so uh, Thiago we have uh, now another question from peter in bogota and ben if you'll be so kind
1: Okie dokie, so Peter writes to us. Also, any new information about the Westendorf Pyramid UFO encounter?
2: Yeah, Westendorf was an amazing case it's, it's in my book as well. Uh, Westendorf uh, was a pilot. He was flying over the uh, Duck Lagoon, Lago dos Patos, in Portuguese. And uh, he saw a huge UFO, a triangle UFO. Uh, much, much bigger than his Cessna airplane. And, uh, from the top, well, he, he, he circulated this UFO to see the size and the type of the airplane that he was saw, was seen. And, uh, in, uh, suddenly, during the, his sighting, he saw, uh, uh, three UFOs, uh, coming out from the top of the UFO. Three small flying disc. Not small. I mean the size of his plane, but the UFO, the mother UFO mothership was so big. Then this three flying disc, it's like classic flying disc, uh, seems small, but the size of, the size of uh, his airplane. And he saw this three uh, flying disc coming up, coming out from the top of the UFO, and then spit away and disappear. Well, this case was well, very, very investigated in, in 1996, 1997. Uh, but uh, we we trying to get in touch with the Brazilian Air Force Tower and the Brazilian Force Base to check if they have some kind of, uh, you know, airplane or balloon or something in the area. And back that time they, they said that there's no there was no, uh, another airplane, instead, his Cessna, of Westendorf Cessna. And we concluded that what Westendorf saw was uh, a truly uh, a UFO from another, another, another planet, another, it's a foreign, it's not a human, uh, air, air airplane. But there's no news about that. Westendorf never, never, uh, changed his, his report. If you met him, uh, you can be, you 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 uh, you, you would uh, heard from him the same report. He never changed a word of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and we have a third question, third and final question from Peter. if Who uh, would been?
1: Indeed. So lastly, since the uh, Corrales and Virginia uh, cases. Uh, which were over 40 and 20 years ago. Uh, have any interesting new cases appeared? If so, uh, share them, please.
2: Well, we have a, a lot of cases in Brazil every day. Every day. Uh, of course, that many of them, uh, it's not like Virginia or not like uh, Colares, because there they was uh, huge cases. But we had in 1996, <clears throat> sorry, in, in 2001, we had uh, a UFO crash in in, in Brazil as well. Uh, after Virginia, we had the uh, Feira de Santana, is a city of Bahia state. We had uh, a UFO crash that was reported by one of the soldiers that participated of the rescue. Of course, this this story is in my is my book as well. Uh, recently, we had in 2000 2000 and in 2012, 2030, we have, uh, crop cycles in Brazil as well, researching by A.J. Jevar. We have in the, in the, in the, south of Brazil, in Paranai State and Santa Catarina State. We had, for the first time, in, in, and then two years in a row, we have this uh, crop cycles in, in, in Brazil. And I'm, I'm particularly, uh, I'm researching Investigate uh, still in the beginning of a sighting here in Brasilia, where uh, four people of the same city they saw a UFO in a in a highway here in Brasilia, and uh, this car uh, was stopped by UFO and the UFO uh, stopping in front of the of their car, and probably we, we had uh, an abduction Of these four people of the same family, but it's still in the beginning of of the investigation. Okay. All right. Now, when it
0: comes to the UFO crashes, have you any information on bodies being recovered or remnants of the craft, et cetera, and who has that?
2: Yeah. Well,. Crash in we had some, some cases of, uh, of UFO crashes. Uh, the Virginia was the, the, the main of this this these cases and we had the Ubatuba explosion uh, in, in 1957. Uh, a UFO exploded over the beach of Ubatuba, the city of Ubatuba, in, in a beach. And many of these pieces fall on, in, a, in a beach in the sand. And, uh, today we have one of the sample. We have, uh, one of the sample of, uh, Jax Valli. He has one of the, the sample. And Andrea, Andrea Simondini from Argentina. They have, uh, the UFO Museum in, in Victoria, in Argentina. They have, uh, another, another, uh, piece of this UFO, uh, explosion well they sent to to to, anal- to analyze the sample and they discovered that the composition mineral composition of the sample is unique uh, there's no way to find in nature and there's no way to to reproduce with our technology nowadays and that happened in 1957 uh but there's no recover of the bodies in Ubatuba. But in Virginia, yeah. In Virginia we had a UFO, UFO that crashed and that we had the uh, four alien beings that was captured two uh was uh, were captured alive and two were dead. And uh well we had we, we think that we had some kind of uh Cooperation with the United States, because Virginia, well, Virginia is not the biggest city. It's a medium city in the managerized state. And, uh, some, uh, a few days after the, 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 the Virginia case happened, uh, a huge airplane, a Buffalo airplane from the United States landed in the airport of Virginia. It's not a big airport as well. And people from NASA and uh, United States government and militaries landed in Brazil. We don't know why. They said it was to to sign a cooperation uh, cooperation contract with the Brazilian government. But uh, we know that some trucks, you know, uh, covered trucks, box uh, uh, trucks. Hid to to the airport and put something on board that, that airplane. Now we have now we know that what had in that boxes were the the UFO and the parts of the UFO that crashed it, and the alien beings as well. They put was put uh, was uh, in, a, in a in a in an airplane, and then the airplane flew to United States. Well, we don't know if it's if it, if it's coincident, but some time later, the United States gave to us a ticket to our first astronaut to go to the space. Huh. So, so we exchange a, a a crashed UFO and alien beings for a ticket to ride in the <laughs> space.
0: <laughs> well, uh, that seems very sensible, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take our bottom of the hour break now. You're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WOON 12:40 a.m. and 99.5 FM in New England's uh, well a lot chillier Blackstone River Valley than uh, where our guest is, and we'll be right back with uh, with Tiago and uh, our amazing subject, the uh, UFO situation in Brazil. So stick with us.
2: Lou Mandeville here to tell you the only place to get your local high school and college scores as well as the Pats Bruins Celtics and Sox is on my morning sports reports. And they are right here on ON 1240, Monday through Friday, on the Morning Fun Show.
0: Are you tired of the same old dishing and depressing chatter in the morning radio? Then don't get down, get up with me, Dave Richards, from 5 to 8 a.m. each weekday. On the Road with Joe, fun, the trivia quiz and interesting stories, and your favorite tunes by your request. Don't get down, get up with Dave, weekday mornings only on ON, AM and FM. Local and live at 99.5 FM. And welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WOON 1240 AM and 99.5 FM. And uh, our guest today, uh, Thiago Luiz Tuchetti, he was a well-known uh, author and Brazilian UFO expert coming to us all the way from Brasilia today. And we um, are very happy to have him with us. Uh, ben, you had a rather intriguing thought during the break.
1: I did, and the more that we're that we're sort of talking about um, the the phenomena of the the UFO sort of incidents, there it's interesting how the behavior seems slightly different, and I'll I'll, I'll sort of elaborate on that a little bit. In, in at least in the United States, um, the the sort of behavior of the phenomena or how it how it sort of reacted to. From you know basic everyday people that have you know close encounters or they have abduction experiences or even something like cattle mutilations, which Uchiago said that there are no cattle mutilations, which is amazing to me. But they take soil samples, they take samples of plants, and they sort of care more for the natural resource natural resources, which is even more fascinating. Now my question is this: with when it comes to abductions. Is there is there a difference in behavior? Do people have different experiences with
2: it? Well, uh, no, no, the abduction is quite the same. We have many cases of, of uh, aliens abductions uh, here in Brazil, and uh, they do uh, the same. Uh, they they do the same the, the same exams. Uh, for example, they put some implants. Have cases. That they put some implants in, in, in people. They have an abduction that, uh, two cousins were abduction, uh, abducted by the same time, at the same time. Hmm. Uh, we have cases that, uh, well, we have the Antonio Villas Boas case. The, uh, was the first, you know, it's not the first, okay, but, uh, was first than the Baton Barnhill. Hill. Baton Barnett Hill happened in 1965. Uh, oh. Thrown up the wrong well sixty one
0: actually
2: yeah sixty one right and Villas uh, Boas was abducted in in nineteen fifty seven so it was four years before uh, Barney and Batelle and uh, but uh, just what we just get uh, know about it uh, years later but Villas uh, Boas was an amazing case the first that we know where uh, a sexual uh, a sexual uh between women and, and aliens happened in in UFO uh, history. Hmm. Uh but I think that abduction is the same ha- happened the same is is a worldwide uh, worldwide uh, uh procedure maybe uh done by the same alien beings because here in Brazil hmm. when we talk about aliens, abduction, is the the same person, Is the same, sorry, the same being, the, the, the greys with black eyes and you no know, hair, uh, grey skin, small, something like that.
0: Well, Thiago, your psychic powers are at a height today because I was just about to ask you about the uh, Vilas Boas case, and you already discussed it, so uh, predating <laughs> the Betty and Barney Hill case, which happened uh, not uh, too far from uh, where we are in New England here. <clears throat> now, the question arises always on this show is uh, defining what we're talking about. What th- there are ma- there are many opinions about what UFOs could be. The general assumption is that they are craft from other planets. But there are many other possibilities. Uh, there has been some discussion of them as craft from other times uh, or craft from, uh, you know, sort of uh, multiverse or ex- extra dimensional, this sort of thing, uh, or any combination thereof. Uh, there's even been some discussion that they could be living things that exist in the atmosphere or have arrived from somewhere, but but nevertheless are are uh, living creatures of some kind. Sometimes the what was generally assumed to be metal uh, for after UFO crashes has felt more like skin and this sort of thing. So what are your thoughts on what UFOs could be or, 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 or all of the above sort of possibilities? Could they be all these things uh, depending on the case?
2: Well, I think it's we, what we have now is the theories uh my my theory is they are coming from other planets they have the technology to to travel across uh, the space but uh i'm not open minded i'm not um, uh closed minded i'm open minded that they could pro- they could be from a uh, you know uh parallel universes or they could be us from the future and that's why they don't get in touch with us, because it's the same story uh, of the, the Back to the Future film. <laughs> if, if, if you change something in the past, the consequence will be in the future. So that, that would be a reason they don't want to get in touch with, that, with, with us. They don't want to land in the uh, middle of the, cent- uh, the Central Park or in the middle of the, the, the garden of the White House or here in Brasilia.
0: <coughs> All right, well, because that would depend on the uh, the nature of time, but uh, who knows. What is the... Um, another issue that, that has come up is the many different kinds of craft and the many different kinds of aliens. Uh, could there be more than one race, if these are aliens from other planets? That could they, there be many different races some Some of who may be at war with each other, or at least not or at least who don 't have the same policies,
2: but what say you on that yeah, as I said in the beginning of the show, uh, I wrote eleven books about the uFO two of these books one, one of these books is about the uFO typology, and another one 's uh, alien typology Yes, well, I made a research. Uh, the alien, alien typology, typology, I, I, spent five years researching cases, uh, with description of the, the aliens, and I did the same about the UFO, aer- aer- UFO Earth the ships, UFO Earth ships, Well, in, uh, aliens, I, I, I found 72 types of aliens. 72. Yeah, 72. Mm -hmm. You know know who follow UFO uh, uh, literature. And uh, I found uh, 44 types of UFOs. So, uh, if you think that we have been visited by different types, different races of aliens, yeah, we have 72 types, different types. Of aliens coming uh, to Earth, if they use the same or different UFOs, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we don't. We, we still don't have how to speculate. Well, it is a speculation, but we don't know. we don't know how to to link uh, UFO and uh, his occupants. Of course, that we have some types of sightings that we can see. You can see the aliens and the UFO, and we can see the aliens inside the UFO. One example is uh, the Sagrada case, Sagrada Familia case, that's in my book as well, uh, where the the four kids got in touch with an alien with one eye, a cyclope, with hmm. one eye with almost three meters high. And uh, the aliens came from the uh, a spherical UFO, translucent, transparent UFO, and uh, they could see three type, three, three other beings inside the UFO. So, in my opinion, we have been visited by more than two, three, four types of races, but the, the most, curio- the most curiosity is that the, uh, they seems to came in here and do the same, and the most important, all of them don't want to show up. None of, none of this race landed and and, and told, uh, take me to your leader. None of them. <laughs> yes. So, it's, I don't know why, I don't know the reason of that. But, in my opinion, we have been visited by more than 10 than 12 types of races. One of the things that
0: arises with our work, Thiago, is is that when I started out in the uh early nineteen seventies, uh I was primarily concerned with uh, ghost research, okay, poltergeist, things of this kind. I love it. I
2: love yeah. it as well.
0: Well, you should have been with me because you would have gotten an eyeful. Uh but I kept as as time went on, I kept running into UFOs. Oddly enough. And uh, so today, uh, Ben and I specialize in what we refer to as flap areas. John Keel would say window areas uh, where various types of phenomena that traditionally have not been related uh, are actually related, in our opinion. So the question to you is, uh, do you run into cases in Brazil where uh, something that we run into all the time, Bigfoot, uh, or whatever the brazilian equivalent of bigfoot might be uh would be um, a near ufo uh um, sightings or the same people are seeing ufo's and a creature of that kind
2: yeah as i said brazilian brazilian folklore has a lot of uh of entities let's say that and uh we have many cases in brazil where the people see uh, saw something we call boitata. What what's boitata? Is a, a snake made of light that came from another uh, ball of light, bigger ball of light, and uh, get the the shape of a snake, but a glowing snake. And we also have the curupira. Curupira is an is a entity. It's, like, it's not like uh, the Bigfoot because it's not a hairy mammal, it's not a hairy uh, entity, but has kind of s- savage uh, uh, behavior. And uh, that it, it is it still look, is still saw with uh, side by side of a UFO. Hmm. So, so we have this, this kind of creepy creatures, and many people uh, believe that they are devils or ghosts. Yeah. We have this this confusion. People think that some of these beings could be a, a devil or could be a, a, a ghost, and the UFO should be a, a dwarf from the, the beyond, something like that. Well, we often
0: find that people will put labels on things. They'll put uh, names to things that, uh, may or may not, that, that come from our understanding and may or may not yeah. be what they really are. Okay. Let's take a moment for you to talk about your books, your website, uh, and I know that you run many conferences in Brazil. Uh, I, somebody is kind enough to send me that information. So, uh, tell us about where can people find out more and, uh,
2: go ahead. Well, uh, I have a website. I have a Facebook uh, with all my my lectures or my or my books. When I publish a book, I put there and uh, on Facebook. Just looking for Chaguchicachi. You 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 wrote my name's perfect, correct. It's amazing you know, in a in a blog in a in a <laughs> in a site. And uh, we can find my book, my English book. You can find it on Amazon.com. Okay and uh, well, it's a five hundred book page books with more than three hundred of, of of photos and and drawings and illustrations that covers cases pre ninetyaries from brazil, in brazil uh two thousand and fifteen so the readers gonna have the opportunity to learn a lot of the Brazilian ufology.
0: okay very good now. Let's go back to some of the the. Uh, I, I believe you talk about this in the book. Is it Operation Prato? Yeah. What was that about?
2: Yeah, the plate operation is the same of Colaris, the same thing of Colaris. Um, the, the plate operation is the name of that the team from the Brazilian Air Force that was sent to investigate that case. Well, uh, everything happened uh, officially happened in uh, October of 1977 where people from several cities were afraid because they were being hit by a beam of light that came from strange aircrafts in the sky. Well, it doesn't doesn't matter if you are in a house because this beam of light could break through the, the roofs and hit you. In the man, they hit you in the shoulder, on the arms, and the woman uh, a little above the breast. Well, when people got hit by this bean of flight, the, the people got, uh, got sick, dizzy, and very, very weak. And when they went to the hospital, uh, the nurse and the doctor found that they had anemia. So this beam of light was sucking their blood, the cell blood, hmm. huh. and uh, yeah, and uh, officially one person died because of that. It was it was officially, because we know that more than ten people died because of that, and this happened in in, in several cities of the north of Brazil. cars was the most famous city, but the city was well. The north of Brazil is so big; it's bigger than uh, many countries in Europe together. Uh, the Amazon, the Brazilian Amazons, Amazon, uh, Amazon, Amazon uh, state and Pará state. They are bigger than many countries on, on Europe. And the city was very far from each other. So this team from the Brazilian Air Force uh, didn't go to all the, the cities, all the places. They focused in, the, in the bigger cities it was Colaris and uh Ilha do Sol, uh Sun Island and people around and, and cities around of the cities. And they found that uh what happened was real because this team saw the, the UFOs, they saw uh alien beings, they filmed it, they take photo they took photos of that of that and uh, Olanda was the captain, the leader of this group, and once he was so close to uh alien being, I mean close, like 10, 10 meters away from the alien being, and they took all these photos, the films, and went to his commander and asked them, well, uh, we are this close to getting in touch with another race, or another type of race. But for his surprise, his commander told him that the case was closed. All the operation must be terminated. And uh, he questioned, well, why? His commander just said, well, we, we know what we have to know. And uh, years later, after research, we found that uh, when the Brazilian terminates the investigation, the United States started to investigate it. The United States Army and agents from CIA, FBI came to Brazil, came to Pará state, and start and, and 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 continue to investigate this case until 1982. Wow. I mean, four more years. of that.
1: So, how often did the United States intervene? In in these various investigations,
2: well, I think all the time. I think all the time because uh, the United States is very powerful nation, the, the most powerful nation in, in the world. And uh, I don't know, they have the cooperation contract, the cooperation, you know, uh, kind of cooperation in, with another uh, uh, allies in 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 South America or in Africa. I don't know, but. The Brazil was always, always a, a, a good ally of the United States. Mm. We, we, as you 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 may know, in in during the Second World War, uh, the Brazil gave a, a city to the United States in in Rio Grande do Norte States, the the Mossoró uh, city in, in in Brazil in Natal, the capital of Rio Grande do Norte, was. Uh, full of uh, militaries from the United States. They made a, a, a base there to protect Brazil from the, the Germans, the Nazis. And since then we have this close, uh, uh, allies with the United States. So I think the United States know what happens in the skies everywhere. And uh, having Brazil as a lie, they can come here and make some, 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 uh, exchanges. Let's hmm. say.
0: That. The question arises too, <clears throat> what in your opinion, Chago, is the agenda? What is the reason that if these were, if these are uh, alien beings, what do they want here and what are they doing uh, particularly with abductions? Uh and, oh. you know, a- and uh resource searching for resources.
2: Yeah, this is a million dollars question, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh I don't know. I don't know. Uh, in my research, I I can I can tell you that uh, some types, some races come here to to get uh, research from our, our 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 environment. Another types want to get abduction to studies, to control us or you know monitoring our, our development. But I think it's it is my opinion, only my opinion, uh, that they are here to watch us, like uh, Red Labs. You know, it's a strong word, but uh, I think that we are Red Labs for them. I think in the past is just like it. Uh, aliens uh, from the past, those aliens. You know, that uh, f- from some reason. They create the shape we are today. That's my opinion. Well, and now they are observing us to see how we we, we move away. But there's another race with, with another objectives here, another agendas that we don't know yet.
0: Well, you just brought up something that I hoped we had time to discuss, and, and we won't in any detail, but. The idea that, that we were, perhaps our ancestors or our DNA was manipulated by someone or something in the remote past. And it's funny, Ben, I'm, I was thinking on the way over here today, uh, people's interest in gold. Now, Zachariah Sitchin, whom, uh, who was a, a great uh, since passed, but is a great author, on uh, uh, speculating about the origins of the human race, uh, said that gold was uh, one of the resources that the alien races were interested in, and um, manipulated our, our DNA so that we would mine it for them, and also be very interested in gold, know where to find it, and this sort of thing. Now, now, this this is a bit of a stretch, perhaps. But Charlie, yeah. wh- what do you think of that that sort of idea that we were created, perhaps uh, at least some, as a worker race in the remote past, and this sort of thing? I mean, there is some evidence for that.
2: Yeah, this, this is theories of the, the Anunnakis, right? Yes, yes. The Anunnaki came, uh, came to earth, to, to, to earth, and then manipulate our DNA to create, uh, workers for them to dig, uh, gold. But, uh, in some, in some, uh, time, we got the rebel, and we stopped it to, to, to be their, their workers. Mm. Uh, well, ufology is so strange, and, uh, uh, ghost phenomenon is so strange as well that I, I don't doubt. I don't doubt anything because we don't have sure of anything as well. We cannot just deny any type of theory or idea uh, being uh, the most ridiculous or not. We cannot deny it. We have to keep open-minded because we don't know the truth. We just can't deny something if we know the truth and that we still don't know it. You're right. So I think this theory is, it's okay. Could be, could be. It's yeah. not so, so, so nuts.
0: That's about all we can say. Well, we're almost out of time, but Tiago, tell us what, what are you working on? What is, what is your next achievement?
2: Well, um, now I'm now working in my, my, my new book, uh, that's gonna be, uh, the aliens during the, the war, the wars in, in, that we have in, in, in Earth, like Korea War, Vietnam, First War, Second War. I'm digging documents and information to write a book about that in, in English, in, in Portuguese. And perhaps next year I will be volume two of this UFO contacts in Brazil, from 2015 to 2021 or 20, or just updating this, this book. And I'm um, still in, uh, now so investigative, of uh, uh, possible abduction here in Brasilia.
0: Very good. Well, I'm sure that your publisher will keep us posted and we'll mm-hmm. have you back. And give us your website one more time, please.
2: Yeah, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Thiago Chikachi. Just, uh, uh, find, uh, looking for Chago Chicchetti And on Facebook as well, Chago Chicchetti, UFO Research, Chicachi UFO Research. Do you find all my 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 books and uh, all information of my work?
0: Very good. Well, we promise to do better on pronouncing your last name next time you're on. Yes. And thank you sure. so very, very much
2: for pronouncing my name. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, and uh, good luck. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Thank you, Paul. Thank you.
0: Okay. So let's move on to our announcements. Uh, ben,
1: if you would take it away, I will do the best I can. So, uh, starting off, boopie-doopie-doo, ah, here we are. So we will be at the, uh, on this uh, this coming Saturday, that's February 15th, uh, from 1 to 4 p.m., my dad and I will make our appearance at the 5th Annual Book Lovers Gourmet Authors Expo at the Cumberland uh, Public Library, that's 1464 uh, Diamond Hill Road, Cumberland, Rhode Island. We won't give a lecture, uh, but we and a number of other authors will be there with our books, and it's a whole lot of fun.
0: On April 3rd, 4th, and 5th, not that far away, we'll be at the New England Parafest in Kittery, Maine. The first two days of the event, Friday and Saturday, will be at the Community Center at 120 Rogers Road. For Sunday the 5th, we move to the Alliance Club at 117 State Road for the rest of the event, which will include a live broadcast of this show between noon and 1 p.m. All proceeds from this event go to help support the historic Hilldale Cemetery in Haverhill, Massachusetts, and toward the upkeep of veterans' gravesites there. Along with ourselves, speakers, almost all of whom you have heard on this show, will include Bill Brock of the Discovery Channel's Monsters Underground, Paranormal Investigator Shane Searway, Ancient Sites Expert Dennis Stone, Bigfoot hunter Dave McCulloch, reincarnation researcher Stephen Secularius, researcher and broadcaster Tim Weisberg, who is now the host of the hit nighttime show Midnight in the Desert, founded by Art Bell, and many more. Order tickets at EssexCountyGhostProject.org.
1: And so naturally, we'll be back at the Exeter UFO Festival on Labor Day weekend. That's September 5th and 6th. As speakers, and we will do our fifth annual live broadcast from the historic Exeter Town Hall on Sunday, the sixth at noon. And uh, the event is sponsored by the Exeter Area Kiwanis Club to raise funds for local children's charities.
0: So uh, what do we have coming up next week, then?
1: Alrighty. So next week we have, uh, that is on uh, February 16th, there will be open lines with our special guest co-host, Gene Searway, back in his seat to help us handle a stack of questions uh, from many listeners on many, many, many paranormal subjects.
0: Yes, it will be a very interesting show. So we'll leave you this afternoon with a thought-provoking quote from none other than Murray Silver, who was last week's guest. Mm. This is a little different. The sun don't shine on the same dog's tail all the time. Either the sun moves or the dog moves. You have to think a little bit about that one, but that that's rather profound. So anyway, uh,
1: mm-hmm. I'm Paul Eno, and I'm Benny Eno, and thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey. And we shall see you next time on Behind the Paranormal.
0: Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of behind the